is very good afternoon. It's Niall Boylan with you on this very windy Wednesday afternoon. Well, I don't know. I always argue whether it's afternoon. Is it afternoon after 12 o'clock? It is, isn't it? There's also that other argument. Is it 12 a.m. or p.m.? I put p.m. up on the Twitter account and lots of people still go on and go, it's a.m. It's not, actually. 12 a.m. is midnight as far as I'm concerned, as far as the world is concerned. It's 12 p.m. Anyway, sorry. Getting back to what we're talking about. Now, we will talk about an email because, as you know, we do social issues too, and I'm going to come to that in a second. Before I do that, by the way, can I just mention, uh, in relation to everything else that we talk about on a regular basis, the Minister of Justice, Helen McEntee, has announced a new strategy for processing international protection claims, including the addition of Botswana and Algeria to a list of countries that are designated as safe countries. Mind you, they're still going to let people in, and they'll have 90 days to go through their application and decide whether they're legit or not. Now there's even a suggestion by government that we're going to charter planes and forcefully deport people. My God, where did I hear that? Oh, those pesky right-wing people. They were saying that about six months ago. They were saying that was the right thing to do, but the government said, no, that's the pesky right-wing. They're the ones coming up with that idea. But now the government have come up with the idea. So it's okay now, is it? It's all right now. There's a problem now. But what's happening is, and it's very plainly obvious, and I want you all to keep your eyes wide open, there's an election coming the end of the year, they're starting to hear on the doorsteps that immigration is a problem. They're now realising they're losing poll votes and they've got to do something about it. It's quite strategic. They're now making it look like they're your friend. They're doing things right. Now, that's a good thing. But will it last after the election? One wonders. By the way, well done to TD, independent TD, Carol Nolan, who stood up to the government yesterday in the doll. Have a quick listen to what she said. I want to also raise my serious concerns over the very unsustainable level of immigration in this country. We heard people here get up from the hard left, some of the TDs, and the gullible, naive and reckless statements is, I'm, down, I'm dumbfounded. They seem to think that there's no limits on what we can do. Of course there's limits. On, on what we can do as a country. We're only one small island. There's only so much we can do. But to continue to bring people in in droves, let them sleep on hotel floors, as I said to Minister O'Brien in June 2022 when I was lectured in this chamber, as I expressed my concern at that time, not alone do we have them on hotel floors now, we have them on streets and in tents. It's gone such to, to a, such a chaotic level. It's unfair what's happening. There's only so much we can do. And for the hard left TDs to get up and think it's perfectly fine to throw taxpayers' money around like confetti and act in such a reckless fashion by bringing in everybody from across the world, wherever they might come from, whatever destination, we are not a, a, a tour, a, you know, here a, to bring people in for asy asylum tourists in here. We're not here for that reason, and I want to condemn that. Uh, Minister, in regard to fingerprinting, the fingerprinting isn't being checked against a criminal database. Why? It's been checked against two databases that are not criminal databases. I'm concerned. I'm also concerned about our tourism industry being destroyed and the hotel beds gone out of the system. I have serious concerns, and I'll continue to raise them. You go, Carol. There you go. Carol Nolan putting it to Minister Helen McEntee in relation to the fact, of course, which was quite bizarre that some weeks ago, Leo Varadkar um, in, the, in the Irish Independent and also to Grip Media said that they were being checked and fingerprints were checked against databases for criminal records. It's now been established by the Department of Justice. That's not the case at all. There hasn't been one single case of a person being checked. And yet, they constantly talk about disinformation and misinformation. Leo said they were. 
So surely he should come out now and say, I apologise, I was wrong, and the rest of you were right. Simon Harris is now saying we need to stop using the word unvetted, you know, because it's a loaded word. Why do we stop using it? Because according to the Collins English Dictionary, unvetted means exactly what it says, people who are not vetted. So if somebody's coming into the country and we're not checking them on a criminal database through fingerprints, well, they were not vetting them. That's why we get guard of vetting, for example, here in Ireland, when we want to get a job working with children. It's called vetting. It's the English language. But we're not allowed to use it because they're hurty words now. What a banana situation we're in. But the one thing I do want to advise you before I get into today's topic, and I'm going to cover this more tomorrow, is please, please keep your eyes wide open and watch what the government are doing over the next eight months. We're coming up to an election. We have local elections in June, general election most likely before the end of the year, maybe the start of next year. Watch what they do. They want your votes and they will do anything now to get them because they're desperate. But as soon as that election is over and they're back in power, watch them do a U-turn again because that's what politicians do. Don't be fooled. Anyway, let me get to today's topic and it's a social issue. And it says, hi Niall, or hi folks, I've got quite a story to share. And I'm currently in the doghouse with the wife because I won't support her paranoia. I'm staying at my mother's for the last three days and just can't bring myself to talk to her. Let me break it down for you. Last Saturday, I was washing the car in the garden. And the wife mentioned she was taking our youngest, our four-year-old, out to the local playground. After two years, or after two years, <laughs> two years, after two hours, she comes back all flustered and concerned, thinking that, and I was thinking there's something terribly wrong. She explains that when she got to the playground, there was a man sitting on a park bench in the playground, seemingly watching the children. Initially, assuming he was a grandparent, she realised he was on his own after many people had left. She claimed he was staring at the kids and smiling to himself. About 45 minutes in, she decided it was getting concerning, so she called the guard Shia because she found it suspicious and she didn't want to approach him. The police arrived, questioned the man, he left the park, and then the police left after he was gone. She's narrating the whole incident to me like she's some sort of hero, expecting me to be proud of her. I asked her if he said anything or did anything, and she looked at me like I was mad for even asking. She said, no, he's just a weirdo. And you never know what men like this are up to. Then she added, there's no reason for a man to be there without kids. And it was clear what he was up to, according to her. I was very taken back by her comments. I told her she was wrong to do what she did and suggested the man was most likely just uh, lonely and offering him a little bit of company might have been a more compassionate response. This led to a heated argument and she started screaming that I don't care about our child if I wouldn't report a potential paedophile in the playground and that men like him can't be trusted. I told her she doesn't even know him and accused her of acting irrationally comparing her to those white van women on Facebook. Then she drops the line, men just can't be trusted or left alone with kids. I, being a man and a father, took offence to this. We ended up having a full-blown row. I walked out of the house, went to my mother's, and haven't spoke to her since. Now, I don't know when this was, maybe a few days ago. Now, I'm wondering, he says, if this level of paranoia is common amongst women, and possibly men too, or is it just my wife? Have any of your listeners ever felt compelled to call the guards in a similar situation? So, here's the thing. Did she do the right thing? And we put it up on social media and there's a kind of mixed reaction. Some people believe, look, err on the side of caution. 
she did the right thing. Others believe absolutely not. She's been completely over the top. Let me know what you think. The number is 085-122-55. That's 085-122-55. Is she just a paranoid white van woman from Facebook? You always see those white van. There's a white van in the area trying to abduct kids. Watch your children. Did you ever see those, those posts up on Facebook about potential abductions? I have seen so many of them, right, over the last five or six years. And yet, as far as I know, over the last five or six years, no child has been abducted in this state. Um, children generally don't get kidnapped in Ireland. And when they do get abducted or kidnapped, it's normally by a parent or, you know, somebody who, parents were split up or separated and one will take the other. The same thing that happens in America quite a lot. The idea that there's white vans going around collecting children is absolutely another nonsense. You're watching too much Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. And if they are, well, we clearly have the worst kidnappers in the world in this country because they seem to fail all the time. They never actually seem to catch the children. So I don't believe it's happening. And I think that's paranoia. Anyway, back to this email. So there's a man, a little bit older, obviously, because she thought he might have been a grandfather. Mind you, grandfather could be 50 or 60. Sitting in a playground on his own, looking at the kids playing. Was he doing anything wrong? Was she right to call the police? He was there nearly an hour. Was she right to call the guards? An hour on the side of caution? Or was she wrong? 085-122-55. Carl, hi. How are you, Niall? How are you? Good. Carl, Good. Was she, did she do the right thing? No, OTT, I think. You know, wait, you can't say Aaron, Aaron was out of caution, but probably just a guy out walking, just got tired, sat down on the bench, no problem. Mm-hmm. There's very few benches you can sit on in Dublin City now anyway, unless they're in a park and beside a playground. Yeah. Truth be known. You know, I mean, what harm was he doing? He didn't approach any of the children. He didn't talk to any of the children that we know of. Yeah. So what harm was he doing just sitting there? I mean, how old was the guy? But he doesn't say, she does say she thought he was the grandfather of one of the children. So by, by that, I'm assuming man in his 50s to 60s, I don't know, you know, who could be potentially a right. grandfather. So, you know, there could be any oh, age. I am, I, I am in my 50s, you're in your 50s. If you were out for a walk and you got tired, of course you'd sit on a bloody bench if there was one available or the nearest bench to you. Yeah, maybe, maybe not in the playground, but. Well, if it's beside the playground, you're going to sit in it. She, she, she said it was a bench in the playground. So, now, but here's the thing. You know, I love watching children playing. I, I think it's, you know, wonderful. It brings back memories of my own childhood, watching children enjoying themselves. And I know a lot of photographers love taking photographs of kids, action moments of them sliding on slides. And I think it's wonderful to see children enjoying the outdoors rather than sitting on tablets all day. So I don't, I don't see anything wrong with it. Even if he was sitting in the playground looking at the children, there's an assumption that he's up to no good. And the problem, the problem with the assumptions is you, you look at the people who are, who look at all the men, especially in England, women assume, oh, we've been raped by this person, or stalking by these, by these men. And it ruins their lives, you know, because people yeah. are assuming. And the media jump on it and they, they're assuming that what this woman is saying is true. You know, you can't assume anything. Assumption is an awful bloody thing. Yeah. I was always taught that, you yeah. know. I mean, as I said, I'd sit on a, I'd sit on a bench anywhere. It wouldn't bother me. And yeah, people will go to the local park and watch kids playing football or basketball or whatever the hell it is. They just, yeah. uh, they're reminiscing about their own childhood, as yeah. you said. Yeah. I mean, what, what's the harm in that? They just, well, they just find, be, find it enjoyable, I suppose, to do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be, it would be different if he had approached any of the children or spoken to any of the children. That's yeah. com- that would be totally different. But he didn't do that. 
But, is, but, even, but even is there anything wrong with saying hello to a child or, uh, you know, or uh, I'm not saying approach them or whatever, but if the children are walking by, or is there anything wrong with saying hello to them and I hope you're having fun? Or is it, it's, we've got into a world now where you have to be very careful what you do when it comes to children, obviously. But I mean, you know, there are some people will argue that, you know, she, she didn't want to approach him because obviously she didn't know, you know, what his story was and maybe he could be dangerous as far as she's concerned. And she play erred on the side of caution by calling the guards and their argument will be, well, maybe, you know, thankfully on this occasion, he didn't do any harm, but he could have. And they, they'll argue that, oh, it was the right thing to do. Ah, uh, it, it's a big if he did this or if he did that. He could have done it, but he didn't do it. You know, I think a woman acted uh, way OTT in, in, in my eyes, you know, yeah. and she just, she'd keep herself to herself. If, if he was up to no good, yeah, by all means, call the guards, you know. But he's just sitting there. She should have learned to mind her own bloody business. And I think her husband is right. Don't speak to her for another few days. See how many jobs get done around the house, you know. Yeah. These things are going to happen. That's the way I feel about it. If it was my wife who blew up me or had a go at me because I didn't stand up for her, agree with her, yeah. he'd be gone as well. You know, I just say, here, let me know how it works out. I'll be back in a week. That's it. But say, but say it for a second. Let me just go to John. John, hi, how are you? Hi, afternoon, how are you? And there you go, Carl thinks she's a curtain twitcher and complete overreaction. Do you, do you think she's overreacting? Well, um, judging by the description and the, fo- sorry, the photograph you put up. Well, now, the photograph is only a stock photograph. That's not him, obviously. Yeah, well, obviously. Like, yeah. It's, it's, but that's it's, the kind of scene, uh, isn't it? That was the scene, yeah, you know. It, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing is, like, the last time I looked, um, it wasn't elderly men uh, that stabbed children in the streets, beheaded people, cut their genitals off, stabbed young women that were out jogging in the neck 11 times. It wasn't an elderly gentleman doing that. We all know who was involved in that. Now, what those type of individuals maybe were sitting around, uh, alarm bells might go off because on account of recent events, right? I could see how that could play out. But you don't know what this man is. Maybe he never had kids. Maybe he was, you know, reminiscing. I wonder if I ever, if I had kids, how would they be? You know, maybe he had kids and one of them died or something. Mm-hmm. Marriage broke up. You know, I mean, doesn't matter the reasons. I mean, he might he might be the only surviving sibling. All his brothers and sisters could be dead, which happens in many many a family. Could be just lonely. He could, yeah, he could be just completely lonely, like, and he's just thinking of uh, happier times, like, Jesus, uh, with our later go back to being a child. Sometimes, you know, because. Uh, you'd be battered with what's going on around us every day. But the thing is, you don't know. Like, why didn't she just approach him and say hello to the man or she, something? She, like she said she didn't, you know, obviously she didn't want to approach him in case, you know, he was dangerous or anything like that. She didn't want to approach him. Yeah, yeah but she, she didn't want to approach him, but she made sure she called the guards. Who who did approach him? No, and it's quite possible, no, that that man, I mean, uh, the, how, how does she know how long he's going to that park? Like, what the circumstances are? Well, I mean, I'm assuming cancel? she would, She it's her own local park, so I'm assuming that she didn't recognise him or, or know him. But I'm, I'm assuming the guards just asked him what he was doing, and the man might have just left voluntarily then, obviously, yeah, and the guards the, went the, the wrong problem, way. The problem yeah. is, no, the, the, man might, the man might get, get into host decline, you know, like, I mean, it affects his confidence. He mightn't go to that park, he mightn't go to any park anymore, he mightn't even go outside the door. You might say the guards are watching me and all that. You don't know how paranoid he's going to get over this leg. He's completely over the top leg. Okay, well, stay there. Let me just go to Joanne. Joanne, hi, how are you? Morning. Morning, Joanne. Uh, Joanne, I mean, did she overreact or did she do the right thing? You know, because, look, you just never know. Well, 
no, I, I don't think she overreacted. I, I just think that's that's the country we live in now. Um, people are terrified for their children. People are scared for their kids. And um, we're suspicious of everyone. I know I am very suspicious of everyone. So that's just the world we live in now. So she's done the right thing as far as I'm concerned. And would you have done the same thing if you were, you know, in a playground with kids, say with your grandkids, and yeah, and you've seen a, you know, a strange man in his fifties or sixties just sitting on a bench in the playground, looking at the kids, smiling. Would well, you... I, I just, I would have watched him for a long time first. Well, she did. He, he she said she watched him for nearly an hour, and then she called the guards. Yeah, yeah. You, you just can't be too careful now. Nowadays, it's yeah. But she, you know, she made sure none of the kids were his by watching. She said because she mentioned that. Uh, she had thought initially he might have been with his grandchildren, but then she noticed that all of the people that were there when she got there had left and, you know, obviously been replaced with others and he was still there. So obviously he, none of the kids were belonged to him. Look, I just always think of poor Madeleine McCann's parents that time. If they had been as cautious as that woman was being, she would, she'd probably be here today. So there's a chasm of a difference there, yeah, there because what they done, what they did was was pure neglect. I mean, yeah. they went out and left their children in strange apartment. The way they quite, quite the, quite the opposite, actually, Joanne and Madeline McCann's parents, as far as I'm concerned, were neglectful in their duties as parents to leave the child on the on a four year old on her own in an apartment while they went drinking. Anyway, that's a whole different kettle yeah, of fish. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. If if this woman, if this woman was was like them. We'd be talking about a different situation. I'm saying you don't take chances, not with your kids. Ever. But, I don't leave my grandchildren yeah, yeah, out of my yeah, but, but the, the, the difference is that she was present with her kids and the can shagged off like I mean, when booze and then left her, the young one and the other okay. child inside the room in the hotel. There's a big uh, difference. I need to start there. Joanna, Joanna, but so, so what you're saying to me is it, she was there with the kids, right? Or with the kids, sorry, the one child that she had. So what harm was going to come to the child? But you just don't know. I, I, I honestly think since that poor child was stabbed in Dublin, that everyone has gone really, really paranoid now. That's my my take on it. Okay, well, We're let me ask you a question. That... Let me ask a question. If it was a woman sitting on the bench and not a man, would you feel the same way? Um. Well, look, that's a trick question. Obviously, probably not, because we tend to trust women a bit more. Do we? You know? Yeah. We tend to anyway. We think women you, are the protectors. Well, statistically, you know? statistically, more women physically abuse children in the world than men. By the way, you didn't do know that. Now, statistically, yeah. men more men sexually abuse children, but physical abuse is carried out primarily by women. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I look, it's a tricky one. I'm being honest. I, I can understand where she's coming from because you, we are not living in a safe, safe old Ireland anymore. You know that. I know that. Mm-hmm. You know, no, we're no, not. No, 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 no. played the clip of Carol, Carol Nolan there. Can I just say before I go off, there was two other things happened just in the dial that no one picked up on. Just Joe O'Brien fella has instructed the homeless charities to prioritise the asylum seekers over the Irish and vulnerable asylum seekers now are to be paid more money. Do people know that? Were they watching yeah, we'll, that yesterday? Well, we'll be talking about I did say we'll be talking about that tomorrow. I'll also be mentioning Stephen Donnelly, of course, talking about medical cards being given to everybody. You know I wanted to get my spoken. But anyway, where that woman is concerned, look, Niall, I'm being honest, I'm terrified for my grandchildren. My grandchild's 11. His mother walks him to school. She goes <laughs> over and collects him. When my son was 11, he walked home himself because yeah. we were living in a safe country. So we're not anymore. So that's the reality of it. And fair dues to her. I think more parents, we were going to have to wake up and, and watch our little kids.
Stay, do me a favor, Joanna. Stay with me if you can just for a second. Gotta take a quick break, but I want to come to Lorraine. Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. And all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast. The Niall Boylan Podcast. Let me go to Lorraine. Lorraine, you heard what Joanne said. You know, you just can't be too careful. We're living in a more dangerous country now. We've seen instances of children being hurt or, you know, by individuals. And as far as she's concerned, Aaron, the side of caution. She was right to do it. No, if he was sitting there playing with himself, exposing himself or taking photos of the kids, ring the guards. If this is the Ireland we're living in, stop the world and let me off. Like, come on. He was sitting on a bench. He wasn't taking photos of the kids. He wasn't playing with himself. He wasn't doing anything. How do we know that's not his walk in the morning to get him out of the house? How do we know that's just... He was sitting on a bench. Like, come on. I have three kids. I'm an 11-year-old. I have a 7-year-old and a 3-year-old. Like, come on. He was sitting on a bench. He wasn't well, doing true. anything. He, was, he wasn't taking photos. He wasn't exposing himself to the kids. He didn't approach any of the kids from what I get from the email. He was sitting on a bench. Smiling. Yeah, it's yeah, the sad no, world what, we live in, though. That's the world we live in. Have, but if that's the world we're living in, stop the world and let me off. Well, like, that's the world that, that this live, government has created for us. We had a safe, we had a safe country. You can't live we had a safe. You could leave your front door open. Be, long ago, you could leave your front door open. Right? No, you My can't do that. My mum keys in the front door for all of us when we're coming up. If she knows we're coming up, she leaves the keys in the front door. You can't live in a world of what if. Like, what if? But that's the world that's we me, live in, and we just have to get on with it. That's the world you live in. I don't. I don't live... I'm not going to sit there and accuse... Like, think the worst of an of a gentleman sitting on a bench around a bunch of kids. Like, come on, he wasn't doing anything. He hadn't had his phone out. He didn't have his podger out. He was sitting smiling on a bench. It's sad. Like, I agree with you. It's a sad situation, but that is the reality, is my point. That is the reality yeah, like, we're living in. The guards were called to him and they spoke to him. Anyone that saw that, mud stick. Like, come on. I just think, would, you, would she have done the same if that was a woman sitting smiling, an older woman sitting and smiling on the bench? Would she have done the same thing? Probably not. I agree no, with you I there now, 100%. But as Niall said, more women, no, not sexually, but more women, her kids than men do. Yeah, that's, yeah, I know. And I agree with everything you're saying. I'm just saying the reality of it is that is the world we're living in. You can't live in a world of what if. You can't live in a world of what if. We have no choice. We have no choice to live in that world. But are you going to be suspicious of absolutely everybody around the kids? Are you going to not let your kids out your sight? Do you have to sit with your kids 24 hours a day? Like, that's not a world I want my kids brought up in. That's not a kid. That is the world you're living in. But but, but, but hang on, with the greatest respect, Joanna, I I don't think it's the world we're living in. Certainly not in Ireland. Children are reasonably safe in this country. I mean, I I know you're going to bring up the incident of the, the child that was stabbed. And sorry, can I just mention as well, that child is back in ICU again. The parents put a note up on the internet today that the young five-year-old is back in ICU again. So we do wish the family well and wish the child well and hope she makes a recovery. But in any case, that, I mean, they're isolated incidents. How many times do you see, Joanne, online, people posting up on Facebook, primarily women, posting on Facebook, oh, there was a white van or a man I in a car say, around the, the corner, tried to abduct, tried yeah. to abduct a child? <laughs> I've, I've, nev- I've never seen a white van no. <laughs> snatching kids. Every, Joanne, there is nobody abducting children. 
They're not. It's no. not happening. It's this is all and, in people's heads. And, and we don't want it to happen. Women. No, of course you don't want yeah, it to happen. But, but what I'm saying is, if somebody genuinely, like as Lorraine said, if he was sitting there interfering with himself, you know, or something like that, but absolutely call the police. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah. Or if he, he was approaching the children and offering them sweeties or something. You know what I mean? Uh, no. Yeah. We had a fella last year up in Dublin, on the street in Dublin, playing with his todger in front of a load of children and mothers, and he's still oh, really? here. He wasn't deported. He wasn't deported out of the country. Can. Well, he, yeah, well, he should be arrested. He should be arrested. And if he's not from the country, he should be deported. And if he is from the country, he should be put in jail for indecent exposure. Absolutely. And that's why we're living like we are. Yeah, but that's but, I, but I, I have never in my life, I'm 60 years of age, I've never in my life seen a person walk up and expose themselves in front of children. No. Never. It's never happened. No. Yeah. Well, I, or I, I have. <laughs> you can't live in a world of what if that every person that walks by your kids or every person that's in a playground is a, is a pedophile. Like, kids are more but, trusting of women. A kid, a child is going to go to a woman quicker than men. In all yeah, fairness. But look, we have, we have these people walking among us and be honest, which I do. I, I'm, I just deal with reality. That's the world we're living in. But it's it not is the world we're living it's in. It's not. It's not. Not in Ireland, it's not. My 11-year-old son walks home from school on his own. Because I trust him, and I trust the world we live in. He walks home from school on his own. No, my grandson, he'd be 12 in February, he doesn't, because there's a, 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 a registered sex offender, has children in the same school, and he was at, I told you this now, he was at the Corella, going back before Christmas, walking up and down the aisle, because his kid was on the stage, and all the parents were horrified. They were like, why is he here? Someone actually went out and called the guards. I, I, I doubt, he's, by the way, I doubt the registered sex offender wherever he is, by the way. I doubt he's going to do that in front of all the parents. I was just going to say <laughs> yeah. that you can't, you can't live your life. Has he done his time? Has Yes, he's a registered sex offender, but has he done his time? Has he spent time in prison? Has he done rehabilitation? You can't just assume because he's a registered sex offender when he's in a school, he's going to molest every child there. Particularly in front of all the other parents if he was out of play. Do you want to stay there and Lorraine stay there as well? I want to go to Jason and then Stephen. Uh, Jason, hi, how are you? No, you know. Do you know Lorraine? Do you? She's a lovely girl. You know, I know Lorraine. <laughs> She's an awful lot of time on her hands, I tell you. Yeah, way too much. Uh, yeah, yeah you've, you've heard, you've heard Joanna. She, she said the woman was right. Some people have texted and said Joanna's right. That's the world we live in. You have to be careful. You know, better to be cautious. Yeah, but how are these women like? If every time I see a child with a woman, I ring the guards and say that child is in danger, potential danger, because it's with a woman on its own. Mm. The biggest threat to children in this world is women. They abort children. They kill more children. They kill more children than men. The women commit more familiar. What's that word? You know where they kill the whole family. Familiar too. Yeah. Yeah. You know that one. Uh, I mean, statistics more of them. <laughs> yeah, something like that. They're, they're more abusive. Infan- to it's called infanticide. Physical, infanticide. They commit more physical abuse. They commit more emotional abuse to children. So who are the children really safer with? I'd give them to the priest now at this stage. No, Jason, with the greatest respect, <laughs> men are nine times more likely, oh, nine, yes. nine out of ten, sexually, you're sexually, nine times more sexually, likely to, yeah. to sexually abuse a child. Although, yeah, can I say, can yeah. I point out, th- those figures are changing, and there's been a huge trend now, an upward trend, in the amount of women that are being convicted for sexually abusing children, by the way. And so, pedophilia taking photographs, inexplicit photographs. I mean, the world is changing, but it, Ireland is a very safe place for children. Statistically, this is one of the safest places for children. 
So did she overreact? No, did she overreact? Call no, the police. Well, no, no, she's one of these oh, Facebookers. Of course she did. Of course she did. I mean, oh, come on. And I'm talking to you now about driving vans. I'm driving vans on my life. We can't stop anywhere now. We're straight away. We're accused. Over. It's suspicious. It's suspicious. Those stories going around that men jumping over walls are trying to grab children. Yet the guards never put out one statement. You know what I mean? We'll yeah. go on Facebook and six people in the house in the state. Oh yeah, yeah, it was my child as well. Uh, yet there's not one report. There's not uh, an amber. You know them amber alerts yeah, that go yeah, around yeah, yeah. on the mouth. I think in the twenty years I'm driving, I've seen it twice. Um, once it was a family that you know a father took a child. Yeah. I don't class that as kidnapping, but in the eyes of the law, if you it take is. a child, yeah. that's yours. It's kidnapping. You know. So I well, mean, what do we, we do? So we, that's, we we we. We, 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 we say prevention, and absolutely, prevention Prevention is better than cure, okay? Well, a, mother's job, okay. a mother's job is to protect her child, and so uh, whatever way she yeah. sees fit. So, 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 Sorry, come here, your husband, is your husband a potential uh, uh, danger to your grandchild? If that's the case, if all men are potential, potentially dangerous to your children, do you look at your husband, that child's grandchild? Grand, grandparent, every time he's around that child and go, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder. Now, how no, would I you don't. Feel the man, can barely, the man can barely walk at this stage. No, but I so have I don't, mainly, know, I don't know. I don't know your circumstances. You did not know that man's circumstances, but yet away, straight away, you're willing to defend that woman and say, better to be safe than sorry. Better to excuse that man. He'll probably go into a deep state of depression now. Oh, we know we'd probably but never terrible. leave it. I know, I agree. To... I'm agreeing oh, with you. Okay, I agree with you. It's okay. very sad. But, but it's okay. But it's okay, though. It's very sad, but it's okay to destroy a man's life on what? Paranoia? Do me a favour, both of you. Stay there, because I want to bring Stephen into the conversations. Joanne, Jason, Lorraine. Stay there. Uh, Stephen, hi. How are you? How are you, How are things? Good. How are you keeping, Stephen? Stephen, you heard the email. Did the woman overreact just because the man happened to be sitting in the playground watching the kids? Uh, it, it is an overreaction. However, the over overreaction is, is driven by by certain things that are happening in in the country at this minute. There's been an explosion of children being approached. The state 100%. response to this when? apparently, uh, state, apparently, Stephen, apparently. Well, 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 not really. Apparently, when 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 parents what are, are being guys told to about take down both. Well, just let me speak so why the guards, you, you so how come the guards haven't made a statement? How come the guards haven't well, made a statement? I find that deeply concerning. Okay, we'll stay yeah, there, yeah, Jason. Uh, hang on, Jason. If let's see if you want to hear, let me speak. Let me speak. So when you make a statement at all, if you describe the person in any way, and if, if that person happens to be a foreigner, the guards come to your door and tell you to take it down that you're a racist. So you're not 100%. even allowed to describe. You're not even allowed to describe perpetrators anymore. People are now taking matters into their own hands. And that was like a well, Stephen, with the greatest respect, I've seen posts on Facebook. You know, with alleged, <laughs> allegedly foreign men trying to abduct children, and those well, posts well, say there's, up. There's, there's, there's video. There's videos upon videos upon videos now. So I agree with what Jason is saying about these Facebook posts that don't correlate with uh, these amber alerts. And I think the failure here is on the people for not reporting this correctly. That's where the failure is, because people are quicker to get the likes and subscribe on Facebook rather than follow through on an actual fully-fledged report. And I, I think these overreactions, which this is, um, <clears throat> if, if, if you were to actually narrow it down, are you willing to go through with a fully-fledged report with the guards? If not, don't fucking ring the guards. Stand back and watch. 
and, 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 and react accordingly as per the situation requires. Like uh, a man sitting down, you know, with his dog or smoking a cigarette in the park is no threat. But there is a, now an element in this country of uncertainty. The streets are getting Here. more dangerous and more dangerous. And the type of crimes being committed against children now, uh, we've, we haven't seen them before, such as random knife attacks at schools. Well, now, now, when you say random knife attacks at schools, we've had one incident, which was a tragic incident, yeah. can I point out? Yeah, but, but, I, but, And again, I want to wish that young girl, uh, I hope she makes a full recovery. She's back in ICU but, but, again, which is very sad to hear. But, but what but I'm my, saying to you is, you can't, you can't use that as some sort of, you know... So what are we supposed to do? Lock all the children up and not let them out? Or not no, let them no, in the park not. to play? Or that gentleman no, was just sitting on a bench. He wasn't taking photos. He wasn't exposing himself. He wasn't playing with himself. And yet, anyone that saw the guards approach him yesterday, or when he was approached, mud sticks. Like, I just think... Yeah, no, we're I, not, I agree with you live, there. We don't live nice. in a country of what if. Of what nice. if. Can we I come back country? in there? Yeah, go Can ahead. Can I come back in? Yeah, go on, Jana. Does anyone, does anyone remember there a couple of months ago, there was a guy sitting in a park in France, and all of a sudden he went he start, yeah, and he's, a knife. And he starts stabbing people. baby in the buggy. But doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We don't want to. We don't want to live like this. We don't. But we're not going to know it. Yeah, but now yeah. that and you know it's not going to happen. That woman probably felt. As I said, I'm you cannot live my child. In a You can't live on what if. If that's the case, everyone's going to lock the front door and nobody will be outside the front door. You can't live on what if. But what we, if? we, we have to live. We have to live like this. I'm sure the man who did that in France, which the, a horrific act, by the way, he stabbed two children or what, three children, whatever it was. I'm sure the man who did that in France, before he produced a knife and did that, people probably saw him and he probably looked for her perfectly fine and wasn't suspicious in any shape or form. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, I don't know. But you wouldn't ring the police on him either. But the problem is you can never predict when something like that is going to happen. Well, but you, can, but you can't keep bringing the police on everybody that you might have a hunch about. You can't do that. Might, might, can I come in again? Yes, yeah, that's Stephen. thanks to the Irish government. Sorry, Stephen. Yeah, go ahead. They, they put the, us in the, this the, position. The thing is, the, the thing is that we, we we are now watching the government fail to address these problems. This is where the apprehension in uh, in society is now to just trust. So there's, there's a thing called a high trust society, which Ireland was, and it now it's now transitioning from that in, into into a situation where people don't trust the government to manage 100%. society and it's not an isolated isolated incident outside the school in dublin a man was outside the a school in wicklow I saw that a few one. days ago with a knife and there's a video there yeah and he, he was chased fair, by the way fair play to the guard he chased him you know what i mean oh yeah fair play to the guard but but i mean that that's twice we have never seen that in this country you can you can go back through however many years and that has not happened in that nature at all, and now we have two such incidences. Thankfully, no one was hurt in the second one. But this, this what if is a double edged sword. The, 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 there's a new what if in But I think the point, Lorraine, yeah, the point Lorraine is making is you can't live your life like that because you know you we might as well just go in and lock, lock your front door then. You know what I mean? If that's the way we it's going to be. But we don't have a choice now. But you do. Gonna, you have a choice to be paranoid or not be paranoid. And, and by the way, Stephen, I, I'm not denying Stephen. Hang on, hang on, Joanna. Stephen, I'm not denying that Ireland has changed. I'm not denying that justice has broke down. I'm not denying that certainly the streets in general are not as safe as they would have been in my day, for example, or your day when we were kids. I'm not denying all of that. 
But I do agree with Lorraine that you can't live your life on what ifs. And this idea, I see many posts online, Stephen, by people saying, oh, two foreigners jumped out of a van and tried to grab me 15-year-old daughter. I see loads of them. No evidence, no statement to the guard, and they failed. Why do they always fail? Are you telling me on a regular basis that a group of men failed to abduct teenagers? They must be the worst kidnappers in the world because nobody ever succeeds in doing this. My, my, my response to that, Niall, is that, that the approach that I'm hearing here is to not believe those people at all. I don't, be, I don't believe board. most of them. Yeah. I'm not saying all of them, but I don't believe uh, most I, of them. I, 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 I believe the vast majority of them because of what I see and what I've, what I've heard. Like for instance, just just locally here in 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 a, in a town called Orlingford, where I where I'm from originally, um, in the middle of a protest that, that we have run in there, uh, in the garage right beside where we hold our protests in the forecourts, a van was approached and a handle pulled uh, to open the door with a child in the car, two foreign men again, multiple witnesses. Why is it always foreign wrong. men though? Why is it never the Irish? Why is it always foreign well, well, men? Hold on, we're, we're, we're not the ones to answer that. That's, that's actually why we're saying, why is it always foreign men? We're the ones asking that question. Why the fuck is it always foreign men? Yeah, but what, 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 what is going on in this country that there's an epidemic of strange people doing really strange things that, that is not culturally consistent with the rate of these crimes that Irishmen do it? Irishmen do do these things, not at this rate, not at this rate, not in that style. I mean, we, exactly. And by the way, I recognise, Stephen, there's a cultural difference. Uh, you know, I'm, by the way, can I just point out this email? Nowhere does she state this man was a foreigner, by the way, so I assume he wasn't, because normally people would point that out. But I, I recognise that culturally there can be a difference, particularly with young men from other countries. And we have seen that. I have seen lots of evidence of that. I'm not denying that for a minute, right? But, but what, what we're doing is, to some degree, and I'm going to go slightly to the left here in the defence, and Stephen, I would ask you to appreciate this, because if we take into consideration many years ago the arguments about members of the travelling community and the inconsistencies in the amount of crime within the community, for example, yeah. the disproportionate amount of crime, that still didn't mean it was right to turn around and say, every traveller is a thief, every traveller is a criminal, every traveller wants to fight on the street, every traveller is dirty, every traveller does this or that or the other, because no. they didn't. And, and you'd but, be, for, but, and uh, you'd be uh, the uh, first one to come on the air and say, that's wrong to do that. I would, but, but let, let me put a, 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 a caveat in there. Uh, that argument centred around uh, right of refusal on pubs, and mm. uh, we don't have a right of refusal in public parks and public spaces, nor should we have. Mm. And what we have to do is act on our gut. That woman did overreact. However, we shouldn't jump on, on an overreaction like that and say, ha-ha, now, now we're all back to normal and the country is exactly the way it was. Um, nor should we lock ourselves in our houses, which leaves us with, what do we do then when we suspect something in the park? Now, if you yes, hear you that most, multiple instances are happening in a park and then you see a guy in a park sitting on his own and you're, you're already... high. Like, don't forget, people have been traumatised by what's after happening in Dublin. And, and now in Wicklow, nearly happened. Um, I, I'm going to say that people are on edge and that needs to be addressed by, by the government and fully before we can return back to a high-trust society. It shouldn't be on the people's shoulders. Uh, like this. But I, 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 you know, but I think, Stephen, if you're waiting for the day where we're back to, you know, where everybody leaves their door open in you Ireland, you'll be waiting. That's that's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. We've changed. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, Morris. Hi, Morris. How are you? Oh, sorry. Oh, actually, Morris, just give me two seconds. Six seconds, actually. No problem. 
Niall Boylan has been told to shut up from the time he was in school. And all through his life, they just keep telling him to shut up. But not anymore. Because now he has his own live podcast, the Niall Boylan Podcast. Sorry, Boris, you've been listening patiently there. I know you're getting impatient to Stephen and Lorraine. Um, you know, I mean, did this man do the right thing in any shape or form by calling the police, or this woman by calling the police? Um, I, Tim, when I seen the subject coming up first, I said, oh, my God, another overreaction. Because I'm in that category now. I'm 63. I'm a granddad. I go out for a cycle. I sit on a bench. I eat an orange. I watch kids playing football. And I'm saying, Jesus, is there people looking at me now thinking I'm a dirty old man or a pervert? You know what I mean? Because you're being you're being judged. All she had to do was make contact with the man if she was in the playground or near it and say, Oh, how are you? Are you here with the grandchildren? Are you here with the kids? And she'd know by discussing and talking with him if he was a loony off he's been. And then I'd ring the police. Or he might jump forward and stick a knife in her. But if a guy's there for an hour, that guy that attacked them that them kids up in Parnell Street, as soon as the kids appeared, he was on them. Nobody's gonna sit around for an hour and wait to do something to the kids. And like Lorraine said, he wasn't sitting there fiddling with himself or doing anything or exposing himself or nothing. You know, it's just an overreaction. I know an overcautioned mother, that, you know, the, the instinct is always protect your kids. Obviously. But like I said, if she was that concerned, is she could have waited until the guards came and engaged with him and said, hello, how are you? I'm the one person who rang. I was worried because it's unusual to see a man on his own in a playground without any children. And, and defuse the situation. But he's gone away now feeling as if he's dirty, as if he's a, a suspect, or he's a, and he investigates him as a kiddie fiddler now. I, well, I, I, I personally wouldn't have rang the guards at all. Now, I know Stephen, you know, believes no. that we live in a different country now, and I get all of that, by the way, and I do accept that the country is not the country it used to be, and that's not acceptable, I don't no. believe. I, I would like to have our old Ireland back again, but unfortunately, yeah. I think that ship has sailed. Um, but in saying that, like I still I think no, we have to have, uh, there, there has to be an element of sanity about the whole thing and not paranoia. There has to be an element to cop on. Like, it's, common it's sense. very much a pick-up-the-phone-and-ring-the-guards attitude, you know, just Everything, get the guards right away. Unfortunately, that's the way the country's that's gone. The problem. You st- everyone's on the phone to well, the And one of the things, Everybody like, Niall, you were... Go ahead, Boris. Sorry, yeah. sorry. One yeah, of the things you were saying there, Niall, was, you know, oh, I wish it was like the way it was before. There's no point looking back in the past. You can do nothing about the past. You have to look to the future, embrace it, and make it safer for the children. Well, I don't, I don't know about, I don't know about embracing it. You know what I mean? Some people don't want to embrace what, well, the future that seems to be planned for us at the moment. Some people don't want to embrace that. I'm willing to listen to that debate as well. But we can't be going around a, a nation of peasants living in the past saying, "Oh, we're going to help cope with the future." Mm. I mean, so you have to grab what's going to in life and say, "You know what? I give it a shot. It didn't work out. I'll try again." But we can't be living in the past. I remember the moment my mother would sit at the door all day and she'd go to bed and lock the house. The house wouldn't be robbed, you know? That's all in the past. Everything that's good and bad about it is in the past. We have to look to the future and find out ways of protecting the children. But at the end of the day, if people are suspicious about you, straight on to the guards and you're categorised immediately as, oh, you must be off your bed and in the playground an hour. And it's not really- and can you imagine, I don't, I don't know, yeah, Stephen, sorry, just, just go back to Stephen. Stephen, imagine you were sitting on the park bench. For an hour, just, you know, having a, t- a moment to yourself, feeling a bit down, feeling a yeah. bit lonely, looking to cheer yourself up. Lots of kids are playing, you're smiling away. Next minute, the guards tap you on the shoulder and say, we've got a phone call that you're acting suspiciously. How you'd feel shit, wouldn't you? Uh, you exactly. would, but, uh, yeah, I mean, if, uh, you know, I, I, I don't agree with the if you have nothing to hide approach. And, you know, like like what Morris said there, a lot of these things are in the past. I do, I do agree with nearly everything Morris said, right? So to answer your question first, Niall, is uh, I, I'd have no problem talking to the guards. 
first of all. Um, se- second of all, uh, what Morris said about the children, that the guy just attacked them straight away. He was actually hanging around the school for about an hour or two before that attack happened. And, and th- this is the level of naivety that we need to address. Uh, not, you know, get rid of the paranoia by addressing the naivety of, of trusting these people. So on, on one end, Morris' uh, stance is to just trust everyone. And on the other end, it is lock your doors. And that's mm. in the same breath. I don't agree with that. I think we should find the middle ground there and stick with it. If you feel like you need to ring the guards, ring the guards. Don't ever, ever not ring the guards if you have a genuine concern about a man in a park and you're a woman on your own or a woman there with a child. Okay, would you Think agree, Stephen, if she rang it on a woman? Yeah. Like why, if, if, that, that was a woman, if that was a woman sitting on a bench, a child is more likely to go to a woman than a man. A child is more... Yeah, more... look at Ghislaine Maxwell. You know, yeah. like, like, there are these people out there, 100%. Take, take the... But where does it end then? Take the where does this effect... out of it. Okay, well, where does it end? Like, when is... Like, when do we stop with the suspicion and everything else? When do we all stop thinking, oh, well, he's a pedophile. He's going to hurt my kids. This is going to happen. You can't wrap your kids up in cotton wool. And no. I just think... But I, I just I, I'll, think tell you where, I'll, I'll tell you where it ends. I, I'll tell you where it ends. When, when, when you close the borders and take these buildings full of 200, 300 single men out of every community in Ireland. Not every single one of them is a, a child fiddler or a child kidnapper. Obviously not, kidnapper but, they're, or child. not but, but they are the entry points of these people. But hang on, there was, I mean, look at Ireland, look at the, the history we have of child abuse in this country between uh, family members and the clergy, the school teachers, school, uh, school teachers, scout leaders. And I mean, the list goes on, that. you know what I mean? Look but at the reputation but, but, but we have. Nile, Nile, Niall, we did address that. We've ended those types of schools. We've, um, we've, we've, you know, we've taken a lot of the power of the church away from the state. No, 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 what, no, no, no. The only point, no, the point I'm making is, yes, I see an added yes. threat. I'm not denying there's an added threat without a shadow of a doubt. Yes. But in saying that, you know, you can't live your life like that. No, and no. I won't. I won't have my but, but kids have like that either. The problem. But you have to address the problem that causes these fears. There's no point telling everyone while children are being stabbed on the streets that everything is fine. That is a bullshit argument. Excuse my French. It is just it just won't fly with people. Like, do you not see what people are doing up and down the country? They're protesting as as, as hard as they ever have had against the, the the level of danger posed to women and children and even men. Okay, uh, but there. even in even if I listen to everything you're saying. In this particular case, there's no mention this man, for example, looked like an immigrant or a foreigner or whatever. No, no ne- never, never, never mind the immigration. Or this, if it's an Irish or an immigrant, doesn't matter. It, it, what I'm saying is that that's the, that's the source of the paranoia. But in general, the woman overreacted, regardless of whoever the man was. Stay, well, okay, but stay there for a second. Let me just go to Norman. Norman, hi, how are you? Hello? Yeah, hi, Norman, how are you doing? So, did, Hello, Norman, no, did no. she overreact or did she err on the side of caution? I, I think she should uh, go and see a doctor, maybe uh, get a straight jacket and uh, oh, okay. do us all a favour. Yeah. Right, okay. <laughs> okay, so you think it was an overreaction, obviously? Uh, yeah, to put it mildly. Yeah. 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 It, the typical goody, <clears throat> goody two shoes. These are the same people who are kneeling kneeling on their, on their knees, chewing the altar rail. You know, at the height of uh, the church and um, turned a blind eye to all that was going on. 
Mm. No, they're the same people who, who pretend to care and just overreact. They, they, they have, don't have a life. They need to go and get a life. And But she saw a man for an hour who seemed to have no children with him. And I suppose maybe as a mother, you know, because of the world we live in and the changing world, she, she was just a little bit overprotective is maybe a good word. But loony, maybe not. No, I, I mean to say, like, where does that, as other person said earlier, where does it end, you know? Everybody's then under suspicion, you know? Yeah. And and I, I have, you know, kids as well, and I'm worried about when they were very young, somebody picked them up. I mean, as the other person said, 95, 96% of rape or murder or sex abuse occurs, unfortunately, in the home or by somebody who's well-known to the child. Mm. So maybe we concentrate on that instead of being hysterical and, you know. Yeah. I, well, no, you, you do make a good point, actually. The majority of abuse that happens to children is by somebody they know, rather not a complete stranger. Exactly. Actually, be, being abused by a complete stranger is actually quite rare. It's yeah. quite unusual. Yeah, exactly. Um, very unusual. Yeah. It is very unusual, unfortunately, but, you know, it has become a little bit more commonplace. I won't say commonplace, actually, because that would be the wrong word to use, but certainly it has, there's been, there has been more incidences of it, of recent times. Yeah, more, more awareness, or more, it's, it's, before it was very well hidden. You know, you saw that one in the, that was on Netflix about the, uh, the scouts in America. Yes, <laughs> did, there, yeah. you know. Yeah, well, that happened here too, mind you. Yep. And here, and here, yeah, of course, yeah. The, yeah, the yeah, and coaches, yeah. yeah. By the way, the, I only kind of did something on the radio the other night when I happened to mention statistically the occupation most likely to sexually abuse a child is a school teacher, not a priest. Yeah, I just yeah. thought people might, should, should know that when we have a go with the priests all the time. Uh, the, the problem with the priesthood and the clerics was it was the cover up more so than the actual abuse. It was the covering up at the yeah. church itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. exactly. Because, in the, as you said, very, very little, well, I don't say very little, but much less uh, child abuse occurred within the church or Christian Protestant yeah. than uh, by other people. Okay. So so you wouldn't have called the police anyway. Let me, well, stay there for a second and stay with me, Stephen, as well, and Lorraine. Let me just go to st another Stephen. Um, Stephen, hi, how are you? Oh, I'm fine. Um, I was just, um, I joined it a bit later as per normal, but. I was fully vetted in Wales, Northern Ireland, Ireland um, to deal with children. I worked in sport with them in yeah. hospitals. And I now wouldn't, even with my own grandchildren, go in and sit and watch them because I would fear somebody take a photograph and put it up on Facebook That's or so WhatsApp. Wrong, oh, I know it is wrong, but people do it. So my life would be ruined in the community. That's why they wouldn't do it. So you won't go to the, you won't go to a playground with your own grandchildren. Uh, no, well, they live a, a bit away, yeah. but I would make sure my son or my daughter-in-law was there. That's crazy. Because I would feel. I would hate to think my parents feel like that. I genuinely would, because my parents are older; well, they're in their seventies, and I would hate to feel that they couldn't bring their own grandkids to the park on their own for fear they're going to be called a pedophile or a kitty fiddler. I think, I'm so but, sorry for you, that is horrible. But that is the re reality that this woman is projecting. But we'll, we'll pass on for that. Now, we'll go to what happens if that had been a trans stroke man sitting there? Would that woman have been um, uh, reprimanded or maybe prosecuted for victimization of trans <laughs> and under hate speech? And under hate speech, she could be going to jail. You know, this is the ridiculous stage that Ireland is at. Yeah. 
you, you know, and that's that's what we actually get down to the nuts and bolts of it is what's right, right and wrong. We put fear into mothers. We've put fear into children. We're putting fear into virtually all the country. And this is um, just completely wrong. And I do feel it's the government's fault because they have offered no reassurance. Oh, we'll do this, we'll do that. And then we get this ridiculous law that that lady could end up in jail. If the if the hate speech comes through, you know. Yeah, well, if you're watching the news over the last 24 hours in relation to the other aspect of it that Stephen was talking about, that's why people may feel a little bit less safe. You know, the government seem to be now starting to address the situation by talking about adding lists to save countries and chartering planes to support people. But they're doing that because there's an election coming up very soon. Yeah. Oh, and, absolutely. And, and if people think they're doing it for the, you know, because they want to do it, you're delusional. They're doing it, you know, obviously you're not watching everything. But when I did work in the hospital, and I like we're going back to early 80s and when I was training and everything, two men, if there was one child, male or female, two men had to be there. Two ladies, it didn't matter whether they, they were gay or not. They were allowed to go in with the child on their own or, or one. You mm. know, so we, we have actually had a skewed... Um, I remember covering you know, a story in the, in the United through. Kingdom there four years ago. It was a big story in the United Kingdom that a yeah. man, um, he's a keen photographer and he likes owls. And he went to Thorpe Park, which is a big park, like an adventure park in uh, England yeah. somewhere. And he was refused admission because single men are not allowed in unless they have a child with them. What? Oh, yeah. And that, that's actually their policy, a policy. Single men are not allowed in unless they have a child with them. So in other oh, words, that, that's an assumption that all single men are only there because obviously a lot of children go to the park. It's an assumption that children, uh, you know, single men on their own are up to no good. You know, and it, but this, this, this goes back... Oh, it is wrong, no. Stephen. Of course it's wrong. It's horrible. It's, it is completely wrong. But the, the, the fact is that this goes, you know, it really goes back to then and then everything sort of changed. It was saying er, because they got short of staff, anybody could go in with a child. Shall I, I give you a quick story here? Going back when my daughter was yeah. seven or eight years of age, she had trouble learning to swim because she had dyspraxia. So I, I got her a bit of one-to-one in a local swimming pool and the guy that was doing the one-to-one with her and, and there was, it was a children's hour in the pool where children yeah. have learned, you know, and, and, and there was a guy there, a trainer, and he said, look, I'll give her a bit of one-to-one. It wasn't that expensive. I give her a bit of one-to-one. I said, great, she needs that. So he came to me at the end of it and he says, listen, she's not really, she doesn't seem very trustworthy of me. Maybe next week if you brought your togs along and jumped in here and, you know, I could show you and help you to teach her to swim. I said, okay, no problem. So the following week I went, togs on, into the pool. So I'm kind of holding her underneath and he's teaching her how to move her legs and arms and everything else, right? All the other kids are in the pool. Anyway, I got out of the pool, got dressed, was leaving and just before I left, he approached me in the reception area and he said, I have a bit of a problem. And I said, what? And he says, um, we can't do that anymore. And I said, why? He said, we had a few women had complained that you were in the pool while there was children in the pool. I said, well, I said you're kidding me. That happened my brother in the zoo with his boyfriend um, when they had my daughter um, about six, seven months ago. The people were giving out, as, well, not that they were giving out, they were getting funny stares. They were getting, because they had my daughter and the two of them had her in the zoo. Yeah. 
Yeah, sorry, sorry, Stephen. What did you say yeah, there? Sorry, Stephen. The, uh, the, uh, Stephen Kilkenny. What did you say, Stephen? I'll, I'll, I'll give you a better one, right? Which kind of goes again my argument here, but like this is why I see see both sides of it. But I I went to pass my daughter a water bottle at Camogie training. Now she's eight. Um, they, there was a natural break in training. They were told to get their water, and her water was over in the dugout with me, not out with her. Um, so I ran across and handed it to her. And parents complained that an unvetted man went onto the pitch. Now, it was clearly someone that was being smart because of my campaigning, you know, the type of campaigning I'm involved in. Yep. Um, but the members of that club actually had to come over and tell me I'm not allowed onto the pitch uh, with a right. water bottle, which is, uh, you know, needless to say, that didn't end well and that, that stopped, okay, because I have, I have a bit of a backbone. And I do agree that that we're, we're overly safe. Like the term is safetyism, where where you're over safe or over concerned about things. Um, you know, we we know all these things are happening. Um, but you know, again, these these concerns have to be addressed because it's not just that's not just one lunatic in a park ringing the guards on some uh, benign person sitting there enjoying themselves. This mm. this is a fear. This is an atmosphere of fear in the country. And I'll tell you what's driving it. Ireland, Ireland is one of the top threat countries at the minute for human trafficking. Also, state agencies such as TUSLA have something like 60 missing children at the minute out of their care. So we, we know that, that things are happening. Statistically, and, 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 and according to the data, something is going on in Ireland at, at levels higher than average across the world. And uh, Ireland, before this point, this wasn't the case. So this is where the concerns are coming from. We just need to address them and build trust. And, and you know what? We can have a debate, generally speaking, about that kind of stuff. But Stephen, I wanted to focus on this particular story this day. And, you know, we've yeah. gone off on a few tangents. And I'm okay with that. We do that on the show mm -hmm. all the time, right? But in saying that, in this particular situation where we now have a husband who's got off to his mother's, is in the doghouse because he had a row with his wife, and she comes out with lines like, men just can't be trusted to be left alone with kids. That was one of what, the lines. What, you leave her husband with her? Well, well this is the point. He says, I am a man. <laughs> and, exactly. And, and, and she's also <laughs> screaming at him when he said, um, "Did he, he did nothing wrong. Why do you expect me to treat you like a hero? She said, no, he's just a weirdo. And you never know what he was up to. The, I mean, those kind of lines out of a woman's mouth. Uh, about a complete stranger she doesn't even know who did nothing to justify the suspicion. As Lorraine rightly said, it's not like he was fiddling with himself or taking photographs or approaching the kids on you know inappropriately or anything like that. I mean, those kind of lines are completely unwarranted, Stephen. It's, of course, well, it, see, what, what that woman did, what that woman did in the park that day was she didn't actually address the situation properly. She didn't look around to see that this person have anyone else in the park or mm. was this person just relaxing like let's let's be honest the majority of people that came on the show today seem to be bang on about the fact that that that, she, that she's ridiculous you know that, that she like what she done was ridiculous however it's not uh it's not a standalone lunatic issue here Okay, well, do me a favor. Stay there with me for a second. And save me, Lorraine. By the way, oh, just before I go to Sarah, I want to go to Sarah and then go to Maureen. But just before I go to Sarah, Lorraine, um, Jason called in. He said he's starving and he wants to know what's for dinner. 
Uh, okay, let me go to Sarah. Sarah. He has curry. <laughs> curry. He had that last night. He doesn't want it again, he said. Anyway, Sarah, hi, how are you? Oh, God, we're all going to Lorraine for curry today. <laughs> I, I wouldn't mind an old curry myself now tonight. I think I'll go for a curry myself. Uh, anyway, Sarah, uh, what, uh, did this woman overreact by calling the police? Well, I think she's issues with her husband, and anyway, that's the fact that the tone of the email. There's more going on there, and to be directing at him as well, saying, like, all men are the same. You know, you can't blame the husband from getting offended with that. That's the sort of language you wouldn't use towards your husband. And anyway, mm-hmm. um, a man sitting in a park, I would have suspicions if I didn't know him. If you didn't know um, him? But you don't know every man in the world, Stephen, or Sarah. No, but what I'm saying is, if I lived in an area and I knew the people that were going in over Paris, and then all of a sudden, I seen this stranger sitting on the park on his own. I would probably get curious. I wouldn't ring the police. They'd probably go up and suss him out and see what he's all about. Sit down, and have a chat with him, or whatever the case may be. Because he mm. could be just lonely. He probably needs someone to talk to. Or he's probably reminiscing. And I can't. I don't know about reminiscing about him as a kid or not having kids or picturing of his grandkids or whatever the case may be. Yeah. So- However. When you're, when, you are, when you are saying you'd be suspicious, why? I see. I don't understand this. Why is there a suspicion of men? Why are men not innocent until proven guilty? I wouldn't have a suspicion well, see, of a Niall, woman. Niall, Niall, I know you wouldn't. Well, I tell you one thing, right? Not so long ago, well, two years ago, right? My husband was up to town and um, him and the daughter were having an argument. Did for attack coming out of the shop. And he turned around and he said loudly, get into the car now. And then a woman turned around and looked at him as if like yeah, let the ground open I, up and swallow him. Well, I can see why I in that situation. Her and asked her, yeah, was and she asked okay? her, was she all right? Fair play to the Which woman. Which my husband got offended and says, how dare you speak to me and my daughter like no, that. In, in that situation, I could see why the woman might have thought that if he's shouting at a daughter, get into the car, and any any normal person would have a little bit of concern in those situations. There's a logical reason for that. Well, I wouldn't. Not if your daughter and father No, and but you'd have suspicions if a man sitting on a bench. I would really. Like, um... For instance, right, I know, like, and I'm not going to name them. I'm not going to give names out here. I'm glad you didn't, yeah. No, glad you didn't. No, I, I can't actually for reasons, right? I know there's a few places in town, right? And this is, we're talking about people that are old, right? And they've been convicted of rape. They're paedophiles. They've done their time. They're still in the system. They'll never be out of the system. And they're being treated in the system. But what happens is they're allowed out in the daytime. And they're seen standing at corners, fiddling around with themselves, looking at people. And the police is well aware of it. The hostels that they're in is well aware of it. And there's nothing that can be done about it. And that is the God's well, honest that, truth. Okay, that instance wrong. That is, if they're fiddling with themselves and they're playing around and they're standing at corners, that's completely and utterly wrong. The guards should be able to pick exactly, them up, bring them back. I know, I know. It's 100% wrong. But there's nothing... And, the government is saying about it. But that's man because, sitting on like, the bench. Go back being... to what Niall was talking about. Go back to what Niall was talking about. That bloke was just sitting on a bench smiling. He wasn't having got his phone out. He didn't have his todger out. He wasn't playing with himself. But yet you'd be suspicious of him. 
Well, I'd but yeah, you I would come over and sit beside him and sit down and check him out. Yeah, I would. Would you be suspicious if it was a woman doing the exact same thing? Well, let's go over and sit down and see what she was about. No, you wouldn't, Sarah. No, you wouldn't. I talk to anybody, Niall, I would, yeah. Uh, well, you might just show, sit down with someone for a chat, but you're not going to go out of your way to talk to a woman because you think there's something suspicious. Because you, because no, here's this. No, I know. No, no. sure, I, I put that up myself. I put that up on your post if it was a woman. Nobody was saying The reaction, we wouldn't be even having this today. No, we wouldn't be having the conversation today if it was a woman. No, so it's because it's a man. Is, yeah, but the thing is, Niall, right, another thing, right, you go over to host every day of the week so you can see a man sitting down licking an ice cream. But, but here's the thing, right, and there's no doubting in the argument that nine out of ten sexual abuses happen through men. Actually, that figure is changing because more women are doing it now, right? But that, when you take into consideration the amount of children who are sexually abused, and thankfully it doesn't happen too often, it's extremely rare. So the likelihood of that man being a paedophile who's going to abduct a child is just, it's unlikely. It's, you, do you understand what I'm saying? I mean, we're, we're living in some sort of paranoid not world. Not so long ago. No, you had to debate it. Not, not so long ago over a man going to the... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, but Niall, you had the same debate there about a man going to the picture house on his own. Yeah. Would you think there was nothing wrong with that, right? Yeah. And it's near enough to the same context of the debate that we're having here now. Like, there only last week, a girl was going to a gym. She had to go through this housing estate, right? to go up to the top of the gym. There was a non-national stand in there and all he said to her was English. I don't know if anybody's seen it. The girl I've was terrified. She backed up. Did you see the video? I the did, girl I've had seen the, the video. Top on her. So what did he say to her English? In other words, do you speak English? Well, I don't know. She doesn't yes. know. That's all the girl said. She said she was saying that. Yeah. yeah, but did you hear the part when she was saying in regard when she did report to the guard that they were giving out because, well, not giving out, but they said that they were, uh, what was it, during the handover. And yeah, then that a couple they had of, to send the guard up to her house that they were going to wait about 15, 20 minutes and were doing a changeover in the guard station. And what, by the way, why did she call the guards? What does the man alleged to have done? He followed her. He followed her okay. and was freaking her out. And then she had to go wait in a garage. If it's the same one she's talking about, she had yeah. to go wait in a garage. Yeah. Oh, well, I, well, I can understand if he followed her. Yeah, I can understand. But that's completely different. Yeah. That's, a, that's a different scenario. That's yeah, he's a weirdo. Her. He's a weirdo. Yeah. He's a weirdo. Okay, well, let, let me just go. I'm just going to Maureen and then I want to come to Robert, who's been hanging on there a while. Okay, Robert, will be with you a second. Well, hang on. Maureen, hi. Hi, Niall. Okay, very quickly, because we have to wrap this up in a minute, but did this woman overreact? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah and, and the thing is that she said he, he, she said herself, didn't she, that he was there for an hour. Well, she timed him. Mm. And I'll tell you something, if that was somebody that was intent, we'd say flashing himself, right? Yeah. Taking a photograph, he wouldn't have been sitting there for a whole hour contemplating it. Yeah. So that, that's it. And, um, but, but this is it, you see. And if she wanted to, all she had to do was just approach him. Like, you know, you can strike up a conversation, say something like, God, isn't it nice to see the children playing? Yeah. Sit down yeah. and chat. Now, she, she has got that man. Well, how is he feeling? I mean, he probably, he, she probably doesn't feels, know his I'm sure he feels shit. Yeah, I can only I know, imagine he feels shit. Yeah, maybe he's a grandfather. Yeah, God help us. Maybe there's yeah. been some, um, something in the family. Maybe he can't see his grandchildren if he has any. Yeah. Maybe he's estranged, uh, the family's estranged, and he's sitting there maybe wondering, God, am I in that age? Maybe he hasn't seen them. We don't know what was going on in that man's, in his background. Yeah. But I mean, the 
is calling the police like for everything just because it's men. It's, it's ridiculous. If you want to know if somebody's up to something and you see them strike up a conversation, you'll soon get a vibe from them. Believe you me. But, but what I see, yeah. But what I don't understand is Sarah said the same thing. She'd she'd probably go over and have a conversation, right? But if it was a woman, you wouldn't have a conversation, would you? You wouldn't even raise a no, suspicion. You no, you wouldn't. But you see, if, if, if the roles were reversed tonight, I'm just as safe for staying for Yeah, I feel sorry for men. I feel sorry for men. If it was a man, if it was a man who wrote, we'd say if it was a if it was a man who was, who was suspicious of a woman and came up with this, there'd be a whole different conversation about this. There would be uproar. Still, okay, stay there, Maureen. Let me go to Robert That's as well. Right, okay, well, let me go to Robert. Robert is in, actually in Australia. Hey, Robert. I am. How are you? Good. Well, uh, you're clearly not Australian anyway, that's for sure, but you're in Australia. I know that. <laughs> yeah, well, well, I've been here for 20, 22 years till I'm lost the old brogue. So. Oh, yeah, good man. All right, Robert, I mean, by the way, the Australians, I was doing a story there going back about five years ago. The whole white man van thing in Australia was huge at one stage. It was just like here. Um, but, I mean, do you think it was wrong of her to ring the guards, ring the police? Well, I, I think... I, I think the whole situation is overblown, really. I, I think, the, I don't think she was overly cautious in calling, calling the guardy. The guardy could have um, approached the gentleman, if he was a gentleman, in a non-confrontation way, see what he's. Uh, I think they was. did. I think they did, probably, and he just decided to leave voluntarily, yeah. And then maybe call the uh, the complainant, the, the lady who made the complaint, back and say, no, he's a legitimate man, and, and echoing the, 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 the previous caller you had, maybe he's lonely. There's a there's a, an epidemic of loneliness with, 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 with older men. Remember that ad up, up in Northern Ireland where the old man went into the pub and he was why, nobody. Can I, can I ask you a question? Why do the guards owe this woman an explanation if he's done nothing wrong? I mean, why, or why does the man owe the guards an explanation in the first place? Well... Well, uh, going back, going back to previous cause, I, you know, it, it's stranger danger these days, um, and particularly with men. Um, what? And I think that's that's. that's, that's I don't, that's, that's I don't know how old you are, Robert, but um, I'm sixty, and if I was sitting on a park bench, watching kids in a playground, just having a moment to myself, had a walk, maybe stop for a few minutes, have a rest, and I said, "Oh, I'll sit down here, look at all the kids playing. That's lovely, isn't it?" And I'm just sitting yeah. there, you know, thinking to myself, going through my own thoughts, whatever it was, watching the kids playing. And someone reported me to the guards. I would demand to find out who it was reported me, and I'd sue them for defamation. Well, I, I, I anecdotally, I, 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 I kind of, not, not, not bad, but a similar situation about 10 years ago, I was back home, and I was probably out later than I should have been, and it happened to be walking past my old school around 9 o'clock, and um, just stood there reminiscing about well, well, school times, yeah, yeah. And uh, I, I was, uh, I was approached by a lady. who says, "Like, what do you do? Are you waiting on somebody?" Um, I tried to piss off, so, and mind her own business. Well, I, uh, well, well, I, 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 I what is I, wrong I, with people? Why? Me. I mean, this idea, if you were a woman standing outside the school, nobody would bat an eyelid. I can tell you now, if a woman come over to me and I was standing outside of school, it was my own old school or something, I was standing there looking, reminiscing, and come over to me and says, uh, what are you doing inside the school? Let's say, piss off and mind your own business. I mean, I, just, I, 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 I don't understand this paranoia in society about men. This idea that all men are some sort of potential paedophiles. We're not. 99.9% .9 of us are not pedos. You know well, what I mean? There was a Netflix. You know we Go ahead, go ahead. Sorry, do you know who we have to blame for that? The feminists, the so-called feminists. 
That's where, that's where all this no, is coming from. No, but was it? That all men, men are toxic, actually, is that. what they're saying. Yeah, sorry, sorry Robert. It might be been on Netflix about seven or eight years ago, all men are paedophiles. Um, and so, so this, this proliferation that we are a potential threat, we're all potential rapists. No, we're not. Which we probably are. But, but, no, we're not. We are. Where, where are you getting that from, Robert? I'm not a, no, I'm not a threat I, I, to I, any I, woman. I'm, I'm being facetious about this. But this oh, okay, is what I'm okay, saying, okay sorry. We all are, yeah, we're all potential murderers as well. Every, every man has a potential to murder. Well, every, every but, but you could e- equally argue every woman has a potential to murder. Women kill as well. You know. Yeah, no, no, no. And by the way, interesting statistic: in the United States, more men are sexually abused than women. You do know that, don't you? Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's just this proliferation of men, particularly middle-aged men, are all potentially, uh, you know, the p-word. Peters. And I, I think, yeah, I, I, I particularly in a, as well, given the history of the Catholic Church, all all Catholic priests are, are seen as being. Pedo. Well, if that's no, well, if, well, well if that's the argument, why don't we say all teachers are pedos? Because that's the occupation with the highest um, number, uh, statistically, the highest number of pedophiles. No, I, I totally agree with you. Um, so, and, why, but we um, never, we never turn around and say all teachers are pedos. We wouldn't, we wouldn't say it because it certainly wouldn't be true. No, I know, I, I, I totally agree with you. But the, um, uh, yeah, I, I was, when I tell people, in, particularly in Australia, when I was an altar boy, I was, oh my god, what's a traumatic like. Because automatically assumed I was abused. Mm. Um, do, you, do you know in America I, last year, or 2022, there was 135 female school teachers arrested for sexual abuse of children of a minor? But, but, this, yeah, but this is the mindset as well. That's almost applauded. It's like, oh, good on the bloke. Um, some of them are, I've, I've, I've kind of done anecdotal. I know, we don't, react the, same, we don't react the same way to it. Nobody mentions or no, nobody no, no. calls them pedophiles for some reason. Yeah, but if it's a man, he's a pedophile. Not that I'm into this sort of stuff, but the, but there's a um, whole genre of of stuff called stepmom porn. Um, and if that was the other way around, that'd be totally it'd be absolutely disgusting. Yeah, but, yeah. So yeah, it's it, it, it just it, the, the the there's no equality when it comes to that. It's just it's just totally okay. Um, okay, hang on. Let me just go to Bernie as well. Bernie, hi. How are you? How are you today, Niles? I'm I'm good, but I'm a bit confused by this whole idea that every man is a potential paedophile and should be treated with a level of suspicion. <laughs> uh, honestly, like I, I mean, I'm in that age bracket myself. Am I? Am I elderly? I go into the playground with my grandchildren, and if I saw an elderly man sitting in the in the garden, say out opposite. I just expect that the poor man had a hip problem or he was a little bit lonely. I would never judge every man as being a potential. And I just, if I thought he was acting suspiciously, well, then in my head, I would just leave the playground with my kids. And would you, I wouldn't, you wouldn't you know, ring the police or anything like that, would you? No, I, I wouldn't. It's not, not on me. It's not, it's not, I mean, he, the man could have a hundred reasons for sitting there. He could have just lost a family member. He could be lonely. It might be the only time he's sitting out today. His hip could have bothered him. His knee could have bothered him. He's not a potential. Not every man you see in the world is going to do something awful. Very few most, of them will, most, actually. Do you, I mean, realistically, yeah, statistically. most men are very genuine and they actually go out to help. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm an old woman and I go into the, into the playground. Ah, don't like be saying things about yourself like that. No, You're but, not no, an old no, woman. I'm, no, but you know what I mean? I go in and I talk to all... The other kids fall... And, You're a mature you know, woman, kids. Bernie, not an old mature, woman. Uh, yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? I, um, if I saw a little, little child fall over on the slide or the swing, I'd go over automatically and pick him up and say, you okay? I is wouldn't. That, is that wrong of me? Now, is see, that wrong and, of and here's the thing. 
I described that very situation on the air going back a few years ago when I was with my daughter going back many years ago and she was about five or six years of age and one of her little friends came around the corner on her bike and she fell off her bike on the ground, right? And I could see all her knees were scuffed and everything else. And I, I went over, I picked her up and I, she was crying her eyes out and I, I was going to do what any father does when his own daughter gets goes. I was going to say, oh, look at the bold ground. And that's just like cheer her up. You know that yeah. kind of thing? And you know the way you kind of rub their knee. Now, you'll be okay. And I thought to myself, Chase, if anybody's seen me, they think it was a pedo. And I just let go over. And I said, now go on into your mammy. I will never do that again. And I'm telling you, and so isn't that sad that I can't do but that? But as a mother, I would the first thing I would do is go and help another little yeah, child, of regardless. Yeah. And I mean, that man was—you know—we don't know the full situation, but he wasn't acting suspicious. He was just sitting there. He might have been lonely. He might be the only voices he hears children playing. He might miss his grandchildren. Like I can't make—I'm not even taking responsibility for. Now, if he come over or start doing something unusual, I definitely would be out of there like a hot snuff, and I would then say it to the other parents within me, do you think he's acting weird? Should we go over? Do you know? But but here's the thing, Bernie. Now, I know Karen was talking to your, you earlier on, and she was, you were saying your daughter was with you, and your daughter, obviously, you're the, the mother of your grandchildren. Yeah. She said she would ring the guards. Yeah, she did say that, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so but, did, you end, different age did you end up having an argument with her over the last half an yeah, hour? Yeah, we made it to Ikea. We made it to Ikea. <laughs> <laughs> But I do see where she. I can unfortunately. I Is she see gone? Can we talk to her? Is she gone? No, she's not, she's she's gone. Yeah, she's gone off to feed her her little baby. So I'm. And what was her argument? What was what was the point she was trying to make? What was her argument? It's just that she says that you know because of the younger generation, everything has the potential Risk. to explode. Oh, yeah, right. so everything they they haven't been reared like you and I were. See, Maureen, I just stood like yeah. So it's the younger ones, Maureen. That's the these younger mothers. Well, you see, they have all these, uh, yeah, so, these TikTok yokes and all them yeah, hot happy things. Nutters. We don't. We don't have these uh, watching things. We just get on with it. Looking, our vision is still working and delighted with ourselves. Do you, know yeah, I mean? do you think these younger mothers are paranoid, Maureen? I do, yeah, I think they are, a lot of them. Right, okay. As you were saying there, I was just going to bring it up. You know, like, if, as you said, if you're in the playground and there's a father there and a child falls, that man is terrified to approach the child. Yeah. That, that's ridiculous, carry on. Like, I mean, what if a child gets lost in a, in, in a big store? A man finds a child. He's not even allowed to catch a child. Well, well, that's what happens. And we had a guy on the air one night. He was a security guard in a shopping centre. And he told me he's been instructed now that, you remember years ago, you know, if, you, if a little four-year-old was lost and lost his mammy, the security guard would just take him by the hand, go over to the desk, yeah. call the mother to the desk yeah. or whatever, right? So they're not allowed to do that anymore. So what they have to do is they're not allowed to touch the child in any shape or form. They cannot go near the child. They must call then for another security guard to be a witness. And, okay, and okay. the witness must come before they walk anywhere with the child. But, 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 but this scenario... So what happens if the child decides to walk away? Are you not allowed to restrain him or take his hand and say, oh, no, 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 come here, wait till, wait till your mommy comes. You're not allowed to do that anymore. But, but i give you another scenario. Yeah. Supposing there was an actual kidnapping. Yeah. And there's a man on his own. He sees the kidnapping. He could have done something. He could have grabbed the child. He stands there and said, I can't grab the child because I ain't going to get done because they're going to call me a pervert. We live in a strange world, Maureen. Let me, I know. Yeah. Shocking world. I mean, Bernie, that's shocking that a security guard in a shopping centre is not even allowed to take a child by the hand anymore. I know. I mean, I saw an incident of that in Dums lately where a child went missing from its mother went out the door and they shut down the whole shop and they were screaming the name of the child but nobody could if we were to see the child we weren't to touch it 
we were just to say if you saw a child in that certain spot and it ended up that the child had gone out the door it was a three year old had gone out the door of the done the father looked up was coming to the shop but we didn't know that yeah. and the mother was screaming our brains out and none of us we were all standing there going well we're not allowed to we were standing like fools looking under you know things we weren't even meant to do that have you ever done that, by the way? Have you ever been in the shop, you know, with your kids, you know, when they're three or four, and, you know, you say, stay beside me, stay, stay there, and you're trying to look at stuff, and then you look around, and they're gone. And they're gone, yeah. The heart stops inside your body. Oh, yeah, that oh, happened to yeah. me, actually. Yeah, I know. I mean, yeah. Oh. And not only that, but when, when it's, and they're so fast today, and especially as I'm a senior lady now, they run so fast and there's escalators and there's those doors that open automatically. It's nightmare. I'm oh yeah, they're, go, they're, just, they're, just, they're just gone. Actually, just let me go to Jonathan before I finish up here today. Jonathan, hi, how are you? How are you good? No, no not too bad. Good. Jonathan, was the, was the woman wrong to, to ring the guards? It, I don't know, Lloyd, wrong or right. Like, arguing with the husband over all that, whatever, a bit too far, but it, I don't know. I think people in this country are just now shocked, you know, with everything around them. It's just too much uncertainty. There's too much untrust. It's, you know, like when you're looking at the people in charge of the children in the minister's role in this country, it's all half-truths and nonsense coming out of their mouth. You know, people just don't know who to be trusted. Yeah, the man was sitting there. It's like, I think what you said a couple of years ago, was it? The lad up on the beach. He was sitting up on a hill on the beach somewhere in Dublin. Which one? And there were two ladies down on the beach. Yeah. And one of them came over and asked him to leave because... They're with their kids. Oh, man, was just sitting there, but that was a couple of years back. Well, I, see, if they had asked me to leave, I wouldn't have left. Neither would I. No. You know, like, I have, but, but, I have but, the same way, but the same way this man is sitting there minding his own business, you know, probably just having a rest. <laughs> Maybe he's feeling lonely, whatever. And all of a sudden, the guard taps him on the shoulders and said, we've had a complaint about you. Yeah, it's an overreaction. I like there was a few guys that said that. You go over it and ask the man, is he all right? Everything all right with you? How are you getting on? Have a little chat. Like you said, you're, you're so something to him in the he's up to no good or not, you know? But, 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 yeah, but, but, but yeah, but it, there's a level of sexism about this. If it was a woman, nobody would be even talking about it. But look, there's no point at starting the obvious. Well, we know this. Look, I said, I have three kids, right? We go to little gatherings and go living in the country. I don't live in a big city. I go into the pub with the kids for a Christmas session or a Halloween session and I run around, I wear the paddy cap, they all mess around, we play tag the paddy cap, we flip them around, we all have a great time, people call me daddy daycare, acting the maggot, you know, that kind of way. Yeah. Great, lovely, whatever. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, there's a double standard there, there's no doubt. But like I said, it's that thing in people's head, mammy is the, the carer and the giver and, you know, okay, she'll scream and shout at the kids, but it comes from a place of love, whereas men are just, you know, uh, we're all out to get your kids. I don't know, it's just, it's a mistrust going around at the minute, I think. People in this country are just shocked. They're so if your wife, if, if your wife came home, or your partner Jonathan came home and said to you, I called the guards today because there was an old man in the playground for 45 minutes with no kids, and he was looking at the kids smiling, would you say, you did the right thing, honey? That's, what, that's the thing, like I said, was he just sitting there? Yeah, you know, I don't know, Noel. it's like I said, you're, you're there to protect your kids, it's, yeah, I think it would be an overreaction if the man hasn't moved, he hasn't fiddled with himself, his hands aren't in his pockets, there's no weird <laughs> movements coming out of him, you know? Uh, like I said, but I know my partner, my partner will talk to anybody, so I, I fear she'd go over and ask me if he's all right, or are you being well, I, I think I would have answered her better to go over and say, you know, would you like, to have, would you like to have a chat? Maybe think, and be a bit compassionate and think that he's possibly a little lonely man. You know what I mean? Like you said, yeah, there's an, any amount of reasons that man is sitting down there on that bench. Yeah. I, I, could, I couldn't agree with you more, and I'm sorry for cutting you short. Sorry, Maureen, for cutting you short, too. I appreciate everybody coming on the air today. Thank you, but we're going to wrap it up. Lots of messages coming in. Billy says, did Niall just say he'd like to have our old Ireland back? The one where pregnant women were sent away. The one where the Catholic Church ruled the roost. 
Apparently not every part of it. I wouldn't like every part of it back again. I was talking about the idea that, you know, the community, and we felt safe leaving our doors open. That that part. You know, not, not necessarily dancing at the crossroads, Billy. Ray on WhatsApp says that, not we had a similar situation with an overreaction during COVID. People were apprehended because they sat on park benches. They'd spread the infection. Probably the same people as this woman. I, I, but I watched an episode of, what was it? You know those things where they, they buy the lockers in America. What's it called? I can't remember. You know, they pay the money and they break the lock. What's it called again? Storage Wars. That, thanks very much indeed. Sorry, he's in my ear. Storage Wars. Yeah, I watched an episode last night and it was reminiscent of COVID. They were outdoors and they were all wearing masks, like gobshites. And when you, when you look at it now on the cold light of day, how stupid it looked. I remember putting a photograph on social media of a gobshite in a swimming pool with a mask on his face. And do you remember some of those people that took it really seriously and they had like two and three masks on their face? I, the only thing I missed out on, the only thing I really regret about COVID-19 was not getting into the business of selling masks. You'd have made a fortune out of Egypt. Anyway, Stephen has a question for Niall uh, to ask him if it was a trans man, would the women be cautioned for victimisation? Trisha on WhatsApp says, poor man was probably lonely. If that woman felt uncomfortable, she should have taken her child and left. Sounds like she was watching him too much. Jean says on WhatsApp, um, people are forgetting about the large increase in sexual assaults. It's horrendous. You can't blame someone calling the guardie with concern. I know of a predator who was a multiple offender and there's nothing done about it or him. And I'm going to the march in Dublin on the 5th of March and there's going to be murder at it because people are simply fed up and very angry. Can I say something in relation to the march, which is on St. Patrick's Day, Starts at Parnell Square at 2 o'clock. March is about everything. The housing crisis, immigration, all the things you're not happy about with the government. I hope there isn't murder at it. I hope there is no violence at it. I hope there is no aggression at it. Because I can tell you something now. You would achieve far more with a peaceful protest than you would achieve with aggression. Because if you become aggressive, and if the guards become aggressive, and there's a whole hoo-ha, all that happens is... The government will go on a rampage on Monday about far-right protesters. Don't let them do that. And the way you don't let them do that is by having a peaceful march. And I hope everybody turns up at it who should. It's on, as I said, Garden of Remembrance. Starts in Parnell Square, Garden of Remembrance. Walking down to the Dáil, 2 o'clock on Bank Holiday Monday, February the 5th. It is February the 5th, isn't it? Yeah. So go along if you can. Hey, rain or shine. But anyway, Gene, uh, yeah, okay, I get the point you're trying to make. Um, loads of people try to make different points. By the way, in relation to the, the idea of this, of people constantly committing crimes and getting away with it, Grip Media's Fatima Gunning, who's a great young reporter, raised the issue with Helen McEntee with, with the case of uh, Kadeem Mabui. Uh, and you might be familiar with his particular story. On numerous occasions, he's been put in jail and released after basically masturbating in front of women. The last time he was in a hospital ward and he walked into a hospital, pulled back the curtains and um, one of the patients and masturbated in front of them. He was sent to jail again and he was, uh, he was, they were told, the guards were told, oh, this is the, sorry, the time before that he was sent to jail and the guards were told to deport him when he left jail. He was to be deported. He walked out of the jail and he was never deported. And Helen McEntee was asked about it. Now, ha have a quick listen to what Helen McEntee said when Fatima Gooding from Grip Media asked him 
Alistair. Minister, last week Congolese asylum seeker Kadima Mbuye was jailed after he entered into a room where a woman was recovering from surgery at UHL and proceeded to masturbate at the foot of her bed. He had eight previous convictions, mostly for similar offences. If Ireland's international protection system is fit for purpose, how did Mbuye manage to stay here as an asylum seeker for almost 10 years and never have his claim either upheld or denied, allowing him to commit multiple sexual offences? So I'm not going to comment on any individual case. Yeah. He was here for 10 years and he was neither approved or denied as an international international protection applicant. That seems like a very long time. I'm not going to comment on any individual case. Obviously, every case uh, is different and has to be treated differently. But we have very clear rules. We have very clear procedures here. No, you don't. But I won't comment on individual cases. Um, Minister, you've previously... I won't. I mean, look at the disdain on her face. I'm sorry to have to say that, but look at the disdain on her face. I mean, Fatima Gunning asked her a very reasonable question. Look at that. Asked her a very reasonable question. She said she doesn't have to comment on individual cases. She didn't have to comment on the individual case. She could have made a general comment in relation to why somebody is allowed, anybody, doesn't have to be him, stay in the state for over 10 years, commit pre any amount of crimes, end up in jail any amount of times, and not be deported. I mean, it's a very fair question to ask. She doesn't have to say his name to comment. And by the way, the case is in the public domain. It's all over all the news. Well, it wasn't on the newspapers last week. And in many of the newspapers. Gripped media, of course, ran the story first. So, on our website, by the way, if you go to nileboylan.com, we had the story up there too. It's been in a lot of newspapers as well. The case of this particular individual. So, it's not like she's saying something out of school or out of turn. And Fatima Gunning just mentioned his name anyway. So, all she had to do was speak in general terms and say... She could have said something like, yes, what happened in that incident was unacceptable. We are taking steps to make sure that doesn't happen again. Um, We've done this, we've done this, and done this to make sure it doesn't happen again. That's all she had to say. But instead, she's the sarky-looking face on her, saying, I'm not going to comment on an individual case. I mean, God's sake. This is what we have. This is our Minister for Justice. Minister, last week, Congolese asylum seeker Kadima. Sorry, I think he just wants... He just wanted to show it to you again for some reason. Anyway, listen, thank you very much indeed for everybody who got involved in the show today. I really appreciate it. We shall talk to you again tomorrow at 12. We may be talking about that. We may be talking about the fact, of course, that all of a sudden the government seemed to have changed direction when it comes to immigration. You wouldn't imagine there'd be an election coming up very soon, would you? Or even a referendum they want you to vote on. Anyway... We'll be talking about that tomorrow, most likely, or something along those lines. And please join us. In the meantime, go to our website. If you want to download today's podcast, go to the website. It's free of charge on the website. You can listen to it for free. If you want to watch a video of any of the interviews that we've had recently, some of the ones that we don't stream, all we ask you to do is subscribe. And the reason we ask you to do that is not to get money out of you, per se. It's that we need support. We can't do this without support. We don't have any advertising on the live stream. As you can see, there's no ads above me, below me, to the side or the left or the right. It might come to the point where we have to do that. We don't want to. But with your support, we won't have to. So please subscribe on our website, nileboylan.com. Or if you want to make a donation, somebody, by the way, yesterday kindly donated €100. Euro, and I really appreciate it. Thank you very much indeed to that person who did that yesterday. We really, really do appreciate it. Because that pays a bill. That'll pay the electricity bill for the week. So those sort of things really help us. If you want to donate, you can, a fiver or five million. Just go to the website. You can pick any of the amounts that are on the website or indeed you can put in your own amount. Doesn't matter what it is, it's all appreciated.
So if you can do that for us, I'd really appreciate it. And the two people that work with me doing this show, him and me here. And, and the one that's just handed me this piece of paper. <laughs> See, we all work for free. We have our own jobs to survive because <laughs> we, we don't get paid for doing this. So we'd ask you, please, please subscribe. If you can, it's the price of a pint of beer. And we can share that pint of beer between the three of us once a month. That's all it is. I think we're worth that much. If not, you can donate a one-off payment. Whatever you want to donate, please do it. Don't forget, tomorrow is our 150th live episode. That We've done actually about 200, including the interviews, which are all on the website for you to watch if you subscribe. Tomorrow is our 150th episode. So we're not doing it very long, but already we're getting record numbers of downloads. So we really appreciate all of your support. Everybody who donates or subscribes goes into a draw every day. And we give away, not a Donald Trump, we give away one of these mugs. These are the Nile Boylan Podcast mugs. And on the back, on the front it says Nile Boylan Podcast. On the back it says woman. This is for the referendum. Woman, adult, human, female. You can be for anything you want it to be. So what do you want to know? Can we give away some Donald Trumps? No, we can't. He's mine. That's the Trumpinator. He stays there until Donald Trump becomes the next president of the United States. And he might even stay there after that. So don't forget, if you want to get one of those mugs, go onto the website and subscribe or donate. And we pick one person every day who subscribes or donates and they get themselves a mug. We send it out to you. Please go to the website, nileboylan.com. There it is on the bottom of the screen there. Thank you. Join us again tomorrow at 12. Until then, have a great day. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Podcast. Listen live on Facebook, YouTube, and all the usual live stream services. To get in touch, just WhatsApp or text 085-100-2255. The Niall Boylan Podcast. They told me to shut up. Available for download from all your usual platforms. <laughs>